Hey everybody! Welcome to Heart to Heart. What's up, everybody? Hope you're having an awesome week. Yeah, Pastors Michael and Stephanie Rowan here, just welcoming you on this gorgeous October day. Yes. Hope you had a wonderful day today. Hope、um, you had something like I don't know, a sweater on, or a pumpkin spice latte, or fireplace, but not in Texas. Not in well, no, not in Texas. Not for yeah, a while. It's getting cooler, it's, but yeah, it's a but, long way off. Yeah, well, hopefully. I, I kind of miss like the season of fall in Texas. We go from summer to like a couple <laughs> days of winter, and then spring. Kinda, yeah, it's like when, even spring nowadays is like non-existent. <laughs> no, but when you watch the news, you see all these people getting like Arctic blasts and stuff like that, and we could lay out by the pool if we wanted to. It's crazy, but that's Texas. It's Texas. All right. Well, if you are on Facebook right now, click that little share button so all of your friends can be a part of this with us. Also, Roku TV. You can watch on there. YouTube, all the podcasts, iHeartRadio, iTunes, all those wonderful places. We want you to share it, spread the word, let everybody know that this is just a program where we can all interact together, ask questions. And get a little bit better at this thing called life. Yeah. So we are. Last week we just started doing something new and just tackling questions that are submitted. And then as we just kind of live our life, if a topic just keeps coming up that we talk about, we're going to bring it to you guys too. So if you happen to have topics, if you're on Facebook, you can、um, comment. You can inbox us. But if you're on one of our podcasts listening right now, you can text any question to us at nine three seven. Eight two five zero nine eight four. We will compile questions and we will just continue to tackle them as they come in. Yeah, because what it seems like is during the program, I think people are just so busy watching that it's hard for them to interact because they're listening to us and so forth. But then it seems like more times than not, throughout the week, yeah, that's when people send us emails or texts or. Facebook messages and stuff like that. So we try to compile them all together and then tackle them here on Heart to Heart during the middle of the week. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We are going to tackle more questions and just have discussions, so y'all can join in with us if you want to. What is burning on your mind right now? What do you want to talk burning about? Burning on my mind.、Um, this is a good one. Okay. Have you ever wanted to quit ministry? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Whoa! Do we? That's the whole program.、Really? I'm like, no.、Um, you know, I said that off the top of my head. I have, yeah, probably、That's、honest gut level reaction. Yeah, I think probably. I, come on, pastors, youth pastors, worship leaders, church administrators, executive pastors, missionaries. When you're in ministry your whole life,、uh, you know, I'm three decades plus now.、Uh, there's those hard moments. Ministry is a lonely place. Uh, and there's very few covenant relationships out there. A lot of pastors are out there; they're pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, and they don't feel like they hardly ever get poured into.、And、they don't feel like they have anybody they can talk to. Yeah. And so I think at times it can it can be very lonely.、Um, you you can't let everybody too close. Yeah.、Uh, but you don't want to keep everybody at a distance either, because you want to be able to minister to them. So there's a fine line between being someone's pastor or their spiritual advisor and their friend. That's a hard line to walk. Yeah. So yeah, I think at times I've probably felt that way. I know for me, when I was just、um, in the secular world, I was still a Christian, but I had a normal job. I was not in ministry, and then I got to get into ministry. You got to see the ugly. And <laughs> I was honestly like, I was, I was not prepared. I don't think for what I saw. Let's、um, use the word shocked, appalled, shocked, appalled,、um, angry. Yeah, it was like everything, and I just remember thinking, like, like 
the the What's wrong with frustration I had with Christians that I didn't know when I was just a Christian and went to church, but now that I'm behind the scenes and I'm a pastor and in ministry and in full time, I think I saw how much just hate and judgment and righteousness and um, better than thou and all this like this stuff that comes at leadership and how you're so ridiculed and you're so judged for everything you do. Um, and it honestly, like, I was like, peace. <laughs> That's what ministry is all about. Forget it. I'm out. Um, so, yeah, I think that that to me was like, and that's kind of been over the years the hardest thing is to deal with that part of ministry, seeing the ugly side of people. You have to make yourself vulnerable. Uh, and when you make yourself vulnerable many times in ministry, it can really open you up to being hurt. You know, that's why a lot of people are scared of relationships. They're scared mm -hmm. to get married. They're scared to put their heart out there and have somebody stamp on it. That's a weekly thing in ministry, man, because you're dealing with a lot of people who they're, they're, they just take, 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 take. And a lot of times, you know, you, you, you don't get to receive. And, you know, you're ministering out of a reservoir. Yeah. You know, we all have an internal reservoir. I minister from that place. Well, that has to get filled up. You know, yeah. it's like because you're going to go there one day to try to pull something out of that reservoir to pour into somebody else. There ain't going to be anything there because you haven't been poured in too. So I guess this is a good place to say for you out there that are in ministry that have ever been discouraged, depressed, brokenhearted, feel like giving up. Make sure you're feeding yourself, pouring into yourself. Find some podcasts, a book. Get plugged in somewhere. I mean, think about it. Because of our technology today, you oh. can hear the greatest yeah. preachers in the world at the click of a button. Absolutely. And so, really, if you're not finding ways to invest in your own spiritual health, you know, that's just a cop-out. There's way too many ways out there now to feed yourself. Yeah. And for everyone listening that maybe is not in ministry, can I give you some advice? <laughs> Ministers are people. We are human. We make mistakes. We have bad days. We lose our tempers. We don't always say the right we thing. Go through we it. go through it. So give us a break sometimes. Give us a break. Give us a break. We'll give on, you man. breaks. Give you breaks. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't so that we all don't want to quit. Okay. You know, another reason this is probably going to hop to the next thing, and this has been on my mind a lot lately, uh, it's not only what makes ministry difficult and makes some people want to throw in the white flag or the throw in the white towel, uh, but it's what makes life difficult right now, and that is offense. Mm -hmm. My God, what is going on in our culture today? Did you say where, offense like around our house? or No, I mean, I'm offended. Okay. Offense. You said it really weird. I said offense. <laughs> But you know what? Can we talk about this for a second? This has been a discussion. This is why I want to talk about it on Heart to Heart. This has been a discussion for it, it, weeks. Yeah, he offends me all the time. <laughs> Just, I'm offended that you said that. No, I'm, people, there, there's not a day that goes by that I don't tell her, we need to talk about that on Heart to Heart. We need to talk about that on Heart to Heart. Because... I'm over it. I'm just, I've got an offense migraine because everybody, let's just talk about it. You say, well, how do I offend somebody? Say anything. anything. <laughs> well, how do I start an argument on Facebook? Post your opinion and wait because it's going to happen. 
everybody's offended by everything. People that eat meat are offended by vegetarians. Vegetarians are offended that somebody eats meat. I'm offended because this person has a bunch of guns and they don't want guns. And I should be anti-gun. Nobody should have guns. Everybody should have guns. And homosexuality and drug addiction, pornography, alcoholism, and the church and the church isn't doing that. It's just it's it, racism and school shootings and it's just getting it's out of control. Oh, wait, we, 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 We've entered into a world now where everybody with social media um, has, has a platform. A platform, and they make it a point to try to like get other people to change to their view. And it, it comes off angry, and it comes off hostile, um, and people get into arguments. You see this on oh in day. comment threads and. Uh, it's it just, it's like, guys, okay. That's like, why people take Facebook you, breaks. You have your opinion, but it doesn't have to get ugly. Like, It doesn't have to, but it does. It always does. So how do we um, not be offendable? Um, you just walk away from it. You literally, you walk away from engaging with what I call, and I'll use Facebook because that's one of the number one places. There's a million places, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, Snapchat. But on Facebook, uh, I, for one, refuse to argue with what I call Facebook theologians. <laughs> Those are people that have no earthly idea what they're talking about. Many of them don't have any educational background, degrees, you know, I have bachelors, I have degrees, ordinations, you have a master's, you know, in counseling and just valedictorian of your class. I mean, you know, you're, a, you're an intelligent individual. You will have intelligent individuals engaging with jack wagon, pumpkin head people that don't have any idea what they're talking about. And there's been times where you have to even tell me, right? Don't even waste your time. Don't do that with that person. It's so tempting though, isn't it though? To, <laughs> when it's like, do you just want to like, this is the final thought. <clears throat> oh, I'm done. And then boom, 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 they'll come back. And it's like, you always feel like you have to defend yourself. And I feel like, I feel like part of it is we just need to quit feeling like we have to defend ourselves. Absolutely. You just have to stop trying to prove your point. Stop trying to win the argument because you can't argue with stupid. You can't argue with stupid. So Nick Russell, awesome dude, uh, attends Elevate Life, Pastor Keith Crafts Church. And uh, I, I, Nick, if you're watching tonight, man, love you, bro. He gives me some good advice, you know. Uh, you give me majority of my advice, but he gives me some advice every now and then. You'd like to hear from a dude about weightlifting tips and stuff like that. But his Facebook stories are hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely. Every day he posts something that's hilarious. But I thought about this because he posted it a few days ago, and it's exactly what we're talking about. It says that someone texted, dude, how do you manage to stay cool all the time? And the person answered, because I don't get into arguments with stupid people. I just cut it short and say, you're right. The person said, but that's completely irrational and wrong. He put, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, there it is right there. Right there. I just don't engage with people. You know, well, that's irrational. You're right. Just there, there are just so many people that just have to be right. They have to have their way. They have to be right. We see this all the time. Or at the very least, have to give their angle on it, their slant on it. They have to. Yeah, and they'll defend it till death. I mean, that's pretty much what most of them do. And so I think, especially in the Christian world, like, don't engage. Um, let's be bigger than that. Let's let's not have to voice our opinions all the time on everything and prove ourselves right. Let's be adults. I was engaging with someone a few nights ago, and literally I said, hey, let's have a, tele let's have a conversation on the telephone. You know, this is getting out of control, going back and forth with the text. And I said, let's just be adults and talk on the phone. And they came back with, oh, so we're children now? And I was like, 
you know. You just no, it's just saying let's be adults and have a conversation instead of going back and forth through texts. So, you know, that demonstrates maturity, that demonstrates having uh, an internal fortitude to be calm and don't let your emotions rule over you. And it really boils down to that. Can you handle your emotions or or do your emotions handle you? Exactly. But yeah, this offense stuff, man. Oh, I'm just done. I'm offended. I'm offended. That offends me. Movies, entertainment, I mean, everything. Everywhere you look, people just walk around with their Starbucks in their hand, angry at something. (laughs) I just think it's crazy. Man, the Bible says that he gives us joy unspeakable and full of glory. Walk in that joy. Don't be offended all the time. Just let it go. Life's too short. There's my two cents. So this kind of brings me into another topic. I guess I just thought thought of this. But um, because, well, something that Michael posted or said on social media, um, someone saw the post and then decided to kind of bash it. But because he he got offended. but because Michael said, because we, we came across an article and it was just talking about, it was like 10 or 15 things that, that successful, that successful people, people do, um, do on a daily. And it's normal things, not like, you know, they have a million dollars in the bank and they do. It's like just normal everyday things that successful people do. And so we were talking about these things and we we're like, we do like. We, we did all but like two of them. She said, babe, we do every one of these things every single day. Not Let knowing. Say it's, it has nothing to do with like how much money you have. It's just, uh, they were things that showed tremendous discipline and responsibility in your life. Yeah. It was really like people that are successful are responsible and disciplined at doing these things. Right. So Michael made the post about, um, one of them was making your bed. Yeah. If you make your bed in the morning, you're, that's one of the things that makes you a successful person. Gives you a sense of accomplishment. Yes. Ready to start your day. Well, so someone apparently wanted to show how successful they were and prove that they don't make their bed. And I think they missed the point of what... Well, because what I said was, you didn't tell them what the post was. I said, if you can't make your bed, you can't be a leader. Yeah. And the whole point of it was, I didn't mean to open up Pandora's box. I was just saying, how are you going to be a leader and be successful and help people with their lives? If you're a leader, that means you're... You're, you're a leader of people, or you're in the forefront, or you're paving the way. That's what a leader is. And I was thinking, how can you how can you help people with their lives if you can't even be disciplined enough to clean up your bedroom? It was exactly. the point. All right, so seriously, do you make your bed in the morning? If you don't, shame on you. <laughs> well, no. some people are like, well, why would I do it? I'm just going to get in it again that night. No, for us, I mean, you know... We're just too OCD. We're very OCD. But uh, for us, I don't know. It's that thing when you, the first thing you do when you get up, it's having, it's like setting the pace for your day of like doing something. If you accomplish that one thing, like it just, it's getting like a check off of your list. I don't know. I'm a list person. (laughs) That's another thing of successful people. They make lists. Um, (laughs) So it's like my list every day. Like I just, I have a mental list every day when I get up. We, we spend about 30 minutes actually cleaning the house and doing things. Sometimes an hour. But that's, that's before we do anything. These are just the things, things we do in we the morning. Do. And it just it gets our home um, set the right way, the atmosphere in our home. It's clean. Everything's taken care of. We clean up the backyard every morning because we have four dogs, so you can understand. 
There's landmines everywhere, people. You gotta clean it up. So we clean up the backyard, we feed the pets, we medicate all of our dogs. All of them got all these problems that are on medications. So we feed them, uh, make ourselves breakfast, we clean up downstairs, we clean up the bedroom. Uh, what are those little doohickeys that put all the, the oils? The essential oil misters. Make, and guys, to make our bed, to make y'all's bed takes like 30 seconds. To make our bed <laughs> oh, man. takes like 10 minutes. You have to vacuum it out we vacuum every our morning. Sheets. Okay, we have four, four dogs. dogs, three of whom sleep in bed with us. And one of them has some serious dandruff. We, is there doggy <laughs> head and shoulders? Is there, is the, do they have that for dogs? We're totally grossing everybody out. He'll just out be like, like <laughs> and it just snows his funk all over my bed. This is the things that we talk about on Hard to Hard. So, so literally every morning we vacuum not only the sheets, but the duvet. There's air freshener that goes over everything. We have linen sprays. It's, it's an ordeal, it's, guys. It is a big deal. But every morning we do it. Even when Michael's gone, and I know he wouldn't know if I made it or not. There's yeah, well, even days when I've thought, and I'll watch be, you on camera, girl. You just tell everybody we have a camera in our bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's to watch the dogs. Wow, see, you had to go there and make it all weird. Now I will say I have spied on you when I've been out. <laughs> That's happened. But we have cameras all over our house. Woo, man, this could go down a wrong road. We have cameras all over our house and around the perimeter of our house. Number one, for safety. And then number two, when we're gone, we have to be able to see where our dogs are in the house and what mm -hmm. they're doing so they don't tear things up. I'm not going to say <laughs> peeped in on you. Just see what you're up to. <laughs> no, the Moving way, right the, along. The way the camera <laughs> I got it. The way the camera is set is to pan the room to get where all the dogs are. But I know Michael is on the camera watching if I'm in the shower and the camera is, true? is turned the entire oh. way to see in the shower. Because <laughs> sometimes when she, man, I can't believe you tell everybody this mess, but it's hard to heart. Sometimes the camera's this way, but the shower's over here. And so she gets out of the shower and the camera's been moved about a 45 degree angle. She knows I might have, hey, it's my wife, people. If I want to watch her in the shower, I can do that. Haters, y'all back off. She's beautiful. <laughs> anyway, there are times when I couldn't, you know, I could just not make the bed because he's gone. And Ooh. if he didn't check the camera, he wouldn't know. But it's just one of those, I don't know, internal fortitude things with me where I'm like, no, it's like, I would just feel gross if I walked in the bedroom at like 3 p.m. and like saw an unmade bed. I would, I would just think, you lazy person. <laughs> like, Stephanie, make your bed. You know what? Even in the business world, this has nothing to do with leadership or Christianity or or making your bed in the corporate world they will tell you look at a man's shoes mm -hmm. look at a man's shoes a guy can come in in the business world he could have on a five thousand dollar suit a 350 dollar tie pocket square have his hair groomed if you look down and his shoes are all beat up and nasty even in the corporate world they'll tell you that's not the man you want because he can't even take care of those particular things and so they'll tell you in the corporate world, when they're interviewing people, they'll look down at their shoes. Because yeah. it says something about that person. It says, I care about even the insignificant things, the things most people might not even look at. Pastor Kilpatrick from the Browns Revival, he used to say, how are you going to help people if you can't even cut your grass? Mm -hmm. You know, he said, if I go over somebody's house and their, their grass is all grown up, they got weeds and stuff like that, how are you going to help somebody with their life if you can't even take care of your lawn? And so... These are the things we're talking about, you know, whether it be just your being, bed being or... being responsible with just normal stuff. Your right? hygiene, your anything. Take care of yourself. Take care of the things that you have. Be proud. Be responsible. Be Have a spirit of excellence. Yeah. Have a spirit of excellence. And there's my two cents again. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what else do we want to cover? We got time for one more. One more. All right. This is a good one. Okay. What would it take to make you feel happier, more content, and more satisfied? Krispy Kreme donuts. Of course you would go there. Well, you asked me, it's the first thing that came to my mind. That, that, that would literally make you happier, more content, and more satisfied. In that moment, absolutely. <laughs> just, I'm just trying to be honest. Don't tell me if I, because you have those weak moments. If I went and got you an Andy's custard. I'm talking custard, about life. I'm not no, talking I'm about not. today and your stomach's We can growling. talk about anything we want to, but I'm saying if I came home and had this gigantic Andy's custard, and it had M&M's and Reese's pieces. Oh, look at you trying to act all disciplined. But she would, and it that would be. No, a, it wouldn't make me feel happy. It, I would, would, it would, would make no. you feel happy. No, it would cause immediate remorse. And that would no, be No, after you ate it, it would be right. immediate. But in that moment, it would make you very happy. It would be enjoyable. And You'd be like, this I is would, amazing. Then I would have remorse and sadness, and then I would have guilt, and then I would have to go and work out. And then it would be anger towards me for bringing it to you. See? So All right. Answer, see. answer the question again. I, okay, no Krispy Kremes, but I just, I'm sorry. I'm being real. Come on, somebody. Does a donut make you happy? Jeremy, our cameraman? Yes. Even our cameraman is nodding. Yes. Donuts make people happy. I'm sure they do. Okay, but let's answer it seriously. Answer the question. What is the question again? What mm -hmm. would make you, or what do you need to be more happy, more content, and more satisfied? Obviously, this says a lot about a person's character. If someone's like, more money, that would make me happy. And we all know right now that would not make you more happy. Um, the, the things, my marriage, my children serving the Lord, uh, the opportunities that we get to travel around the world, leading people to Christ, those things make me happy. So I guess... No, but what would it take to make you feel happier, more content, not things that make you happy? Wow. Things that can you answer and then I'll bounce off that? Yeah, personally, right now I'm thinking I could. What would make me happier, more content, more satisfied right now would be a personal assistant, or there any for hire. Um, just oh, more like, stuff we have to just do. more, um, or, and I'm a very organized person, but for me, I need even more organization and more, um, like time, like. Not more time, but more breakdown of like time and my commitments and stuff. Like I need to get some of that because I feel like I'm right now. It's like go 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 go. I think the hard thing for me in answering this question is I don't ever feel content, and I don't know if that's. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I don't want to feel content. I always feel like my marriage could be better. My relationship with the Lord could be better. I feel like I could get into the Word more than I do. I could pray more often. I could always be a better parent. You know, that won't be a big one for me. Because if I were to face anything where I feel like sometimes I fall short in parenting, I don't always feel like I've, I've been everything that I need to be. And that's just being transparent with you guys. I mean, you parents may face, parent it, face that, that guilt or whatever. But um, so, but I, I don't ever want to feel content. I, I, I want to be happy. Who doesn't want to be happy? But I, I don't ever want to feel like in any area of my life that that's good enough. So what would make you happy right now? And do not say donut. What would make me happy right now? There's no greater feeling to me of happiness than knowing the life that I'm living and how I'm conducting myself is pleasing to the Lord. Um, if, if, if I know the Father is looking down upon my life, privately and publicly, and He's pleased with me, there's no greater feeling of happiness than that, knowing that I'm 
a father's pleased with what I do and, and the life that I live. I think it's a good question that everybody needs to ask themselves though. It's what, a, it's what, a would hard it, one. what would it take for you to be happier, more content, or more satisfied? And in that, when you think about it, because it's a deep question, and so take some time to think about it and then write down those things that come to your mind. Um, and that's kind of where you can put a game plan in, in place and take steps to say, well, how can I get that or how can I have that um, and get an action plan in place. Um, to, to make a list. Make, make a list. Make your bed. <laughs> make your bed. <laughs> Got your grass. Shine them shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's just something to think about um, and to take action steps so that maybe you're not happy or satisfied or content with your life right now, but you can make a list of these are the things that I think if I had them, I would be that. So then let's put effort into doing those, you know, to making those things come to, to life and to fruition. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, we hope you guys have enjoyed just kind of balancing some things that are going on in our culture now. You see it on social media, you see it on TV. If you're offended tonight, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, we thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already or you came in late on the broadcast, make sure that you click that button. Share it all over your social media. Spread the word about Heart to Heart, Roku TV, YouTube, iTunes, iHeartRadio, so many different platforms where you can share it, listen to it, watch it. And that means the world to us. Uh, not a week goes by that when we're traveling, people don't say, man, we enjoy your program. And so uh, make sure you spread the word. Also, if you're supporting us, whether that be through the 50 Club, which is our partner program, $50 a month uh, gets you to be a part of our 50 Club family. Uh, you receive our personal telephone numbers. They're not fake numbers. It's not an administrative assistant or a secretary. We feel in our ministry that if someone is going to be a part of our partner family and they're going to love us and care for us, pray for us, and especially support us financially through $50 a month, the very least we could do is be a phone call or a text away. So if you would like to become a 50 Clubber, uh, you're part of our closed Facebook page. Only 50 Clubbers are allowed. You get a monthly email to let you know about everything that's going on in the ministry, things that God is doing, and you get personally connected to Stephanie and myself. And we desperately need more people to step up and be a part of our program. As I mentioned last week, uh, in the last couple of months, you've seen that uh, Heart to Heart hasn't been broadcast every single week. And because it takes a lot of finance to do what we do. And so if the money's there, you're going to see us each and every week. And if the finances aren't there, then we're going to look at that as kind of a sign to say, Lord, you know, should we keep on going? But we believe that this is what God wants us to do, pouring into people week after week. So we need people to support us. So you can go to michaelrowanministries.com and uh, figure out how to donate. There's a donate yeah, button and a, also a button. There's an info for um, 50 Club if you're interested in signing up for that. And there's also a donate button. And also we have um, several 50 Club members that I am personally training and helping with their diet and they are getting the 50 club discount. So if you want to start personal training or macro dieting, come on I'm now. a 50 clubber and you get the discount. That's right? what we call incentive. All right. Well, that's all we have time for tonight. Put your hands out like this because you're going to receive a blessing. We put our hands forward because we're going to give it to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. May he cover you with his name, the mighty matchless name of Jesus. God bless you guys. We will see you next week. Next week. Bye-bye.